Welcome back to part three of the Avengers Endgame spoiler review with Jose, Wolfie, ASAP Balrog, Metatron, myself, Walt, and Elias. So in the last two episodes of this three-part um, Endgame review, we spoke about, first of all, life after the Thanos snap and how it affected both our heroes and the world at large. And then the second episode was all about the time heist and how they were going to enact the plan to reverse the Thanos snap, right? So, Elias, um, where do we go from here? So, from there, they all come back with the Infinity Stones collected. Um... None of them really know that Natasha didn't come back with them. So Hawkeye has to explain everything, and yeah. Then then there's fake Nebula. Okay, that's just... That was really messed up. Um, Hulk uses the... Uh, Hulk, Hulk uses Iron Man's uh, gauntlet armor thing and uh, places the Infinity Stones inside and... He snaps his fingers, causing everything to be restored. Um, Ant-Man walks outside and sees birds chirping, uh, sun sunlight, everything perfectly normal. And Hawkeye gets a phone call from his wife. That was a relief until I saw fake Nebula. And... Uh, the plot. Yeah. The plot thickens. Yep. She brought back Thanos who basically blew up all of Avengers HQ. That was that was actually one of my favorite scenes of that act. I mean, this act, it's, again, Boy, it's almost impossible many, right? to pick a favorite scene. But So the thing that was cool about the setup of that act is you have Nebula obviously opening up the portal so that Thanos can come from his past and come into the future. After he discovered the plot that the Avengers had, he discovers he's, he actually accomplished the snap in the future or the decimation. He discovers that he dies. He's like, you know what? He has this thought in his head, right? I'm inevitable. Like, I will be inevitable. He says it early in the movie. He ends up saying it a little bit later again, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, like, to me, that whole setup was obviously really cool because then you have Hulk and them deliberating who should put on the Infinity Gauntlet. Hulk decides to do it because he's the one with the most endurance. He's the one who can take it. As we remember, Thanos, when he snapped his fingers, it almost killed him There's also twice. The other reason. That it's uh, it's all about gamma. The gamma radiation that was, right. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. The gamma radiation that comes from the gauntlet when it gets used. He figured he could survive that, right? Mm -hmm. Meta, come on, you got you got a look on your I face. I just had a thought. Right so I can't. Gamma you... radiation is what creates the Hulk, right? Yes. What if the gamma radiation he absorbs from this disrupts the the Professor Hulk balance? You could get your World Breaker Hulk in this. World Breaker Hulk. I'm, I'm down with that. That's a good theory, actually. It might disrupt like his, the balance he's created. Boom. That's an awesome theory, actually. And that would be a cool way to, like, because, you know, you don't want the Hulk to stay in, like, this place where everything's, like, happy-go-lucky in the future yeah, if he that, continues, right? That betrays the Hulk. That's not character. the Hulk's character. Hulk is a miserable dude <laughs> in the comics. But so, that obviously, yeah, that sets up one of my favorite scenes because you have the Hulk do the snap and they're all kind of deliberating. Yeah, like, like Eli said... Uh, you know, did this work? And then I kind of like that scene too because you see uh, Ant Man looking at the window and he's like, "Hey guys, I think this worked. This worked." And then all the missiles come down and blow yeah. him away. 
That, that was, like, completely ruined. Yeah, that was completely ruined, but the moment that was really fun about that, for me, like I said, is you have Hulk kind of on the ground from the effort of using the Infinity Gauntlet, and then he looks up into the skylight of Avengers HQ, and Thanos' ship is right above them he, before he even realizes what's happening. Right, he doesn't have time to say, hey, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> you know? The whole thing, like well, Eli said, right gets away. blown to smithereens. And that scene was intense, too, because you just watched the, the Avengers HQ crumble under the Completely impact. Completely crumble. Yeah, like, it wasn't just, like, an entrance. It was gone. Ugh. There was no entrance. That was just a stomping on top of it. And it's type funny. Of. Because that, the, the scenes in that, that was the one scene mm-hmm. that was in the trailers that was after those first 20 minutes. Was the scene where um, Barton, mm-hmm. Hawkeye guy, was running through the tunnels and he had yeah. the outrider. Chasing, oh, getting yeah, chased by right. yeah, 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 yeah. the only one. Because every other scene in nope. the trailers. Not true, not true. Okay, give me. When they approached Thanos for that final battle, uh, Thor, Captain America, and Iron that was Man. In the tr- when they tr- really? Yeah, yeah, what? No. Yeah. no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Yes, no. it was. They showed them. They couldn't from... have shown Fat Thor. No, yes, they didn't show Fat Thor. Remember, they showed a low angle from their feet, and you could see their feet. You could see Thor's cape. Oh, you could see Iron he, Man. There was another one, too, where. Um, that, was from, when, that was from later on. I remember Cap. seeing that in the trailer. Oh, yeah, when you strapped on. Right. When you strapped on. After the early trailers. Which leads to one of the best parts. Right. But the early trailers, the only scene was that that one where he was running through. The later trailers. Yeah, full scenes. Full scenes. Right. The later trailers. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. They started sprinkling and stuff after those first That's true. So it wasn't all the first They didn't show him, like, holding the gauntlet either, though. No. no, they didn't show any of that. Thing. Thing. So again, hands. going back to really Issa Balrog, right, man. deception in the trailers, yeah. right? Because yeah. they yeah. show him running, but they have there's no they no instance yeah. of him holding the gauntlet while mm-hmm. he's running. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So again, going back to Balrog, good catch there. Deception in the trailers and stuff. You know? Yeah, but so I mean, I don't even know where to get started with the third act. Oh, to boy. be perfectly honest with you, because oh, from that point on. Everything just goes batshit crazy. Well, it becomes like I, I I described it earlier. I described it yesterday. That movie was probably the best bit of fan service I have ever, 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 ever seen in yeah. my entire life. That that was the point where the crowd, which we had a very lively crowd to beginning, yeah, they lost it, right? Mm-hmm. Because every five minutes there was like. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, do you see that? What just happened? Yeah. Exactly. So just, much craziness. It's hard no. to describe. Just to wrap up that moment, it was just it was really awesome because we all had kind of a little bit of doubt about how much how how involved Thanos was gonna be in this movie. Even though we had him kind of jumping in and kind of plotting with Nebula, we all kind of had our doubts as to how involved he was gonna be since he freaking died in the first act. And then he comes in and shows that display of brute force that like Thanos is so well known for. And then his army and, show and, up. And this time, we, no half measures. I he know. brought the entire. Yeah. Army. And but then remember, he has a sword. Remember. Yep. At the, at the very beginning, though, again, his badassery and display, right? Mm-hmm. He sits down and he says, Nebula, go get me the gauntlet. And he's just waiting because he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So he's just chilling. He knows he's that those adventures will survive. He's not even preparing. He is, he is. He's just yeah, sitting yeah. there. He was like, "Okay, guys, you come to me because yeah, I basically like to... come at me, bro." Exactly. That's yeah. all it was, bros. Nothing between you and me, but air and opportunity, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's just sitting there. He's he's got the. It was almost like a Conan the Barbarian moment. Right? Yeah, it is like, like Conan sitting there. Yeah, just he's got the thing and he's just waiting. You know what I'm saying? That again, 
Thanos being a badass, right? Yeah. You know? So we have Which all they this had thing. With right, exactly. Easily he died in the beginning of the movie. They had to give him his bona fide badass. And boy, was it, was it a, mom, a, a set of moments, right? <laughs> the whole thing, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, oh, Thanos also said um, to in, in that scene that he made a mistake by initially wanting to wipe out half the universe. That is true. Yeah. He said he should just wipe out all. And create another one. Yeah, basically trying to be a real god. You know, that means that to me Judgment Day was a hint. Like, yeah, yeah, there was like a hint to New Secret Wars because that's basically what Doctor Doom does in the New Secret Wars comics. Mm -hmm. He becomes his own god of his own new universe. Yeah, Yeah. it was just a hint, maybe, maybe a little Easter egg, maybe it wasn't intentional, maybe it wasn't. But like, yeah, that sets up all the awesome conflict to come and all the Easter eggs to come. So, what happens after that? Basically, we have their escape. From the the destroyed Avengers HQ, you have Ant Man and Hawkeye and all of them that got buried, basically trying to pull their way out. And then, well, it's the whole thing where it's not just Thanos coming; it's Thanos and his entire army and Nebula and everyone else. Yep. But really, right before that, though, is when the actual ba- battle between because before he like pulls all of them out, he goes like one on one with with Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America first, mm-hmm. right? And then Captain America, more like Captain Asgard. <laughs> but then, like you know, he fights them. It's like super dope. And then next thing you know, like all you see is Captain America by himself standing up to Thanos and his entire army. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the battle really happens because right after Thanos, he's pretty much like Iron Man's nowhere to be seen. Thor's nowhere to be seen. Like Captain America's like pretty much beaten to a pulp, but he, you know, in Captain America fashion, you know, I could do this all day, stands up mm-hmm. and looks at Thanos. He brings down the whole army. And what happens next? Well, I will say that that was an awesome, um, that was definitely an Easter egg to the Infinity Gauntlet comic because that's the moment when all the Avengers basically got their asses kicked or killed when they were facing Thanos mm-hmm. and the last mm-hmm. one to stand off against them is Captain America, knowing him so well that he can't do a damn thing against and Thanos. And not knowing comics. what's happening next. He has no context here. He's like, I'm right. standing up because I'm the last Avenger left. Right. Yep. Basically, okay. because if nobody else is going to fight, like, I'm not going to go down without one. And you got, you, and, and we're going to, we're going to retouch this from before, Hulk's out of commission. Yeah, because he's right. trying to basically hold up the building so that well, also with his arm. one arm. With one arm, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we got to, we got to think about when he did the snap, the, uh, his the arm power, right? His arm was was completely done. A bit of his neck too. Yeah, so he's he's a, a diminished Hulk. He's a Hulk that can't fight. And again, we don't have that payoff of him going up against Thanos to repay him for what happened in Infinity War. Yeah, and we never get that. But in a way, I kind of feel like it's okay because. So, we're, I'm not going to get to this moment yet. But in a way, because of what he does with the snap, he does kind of get his payoff a little bit after that. So I have to mention now, I have to do this, because this this is easily the scene that got the biggest pop in the movie theater. If if you didn't, if this wasn't your favorite scene of the entire movie, then you're not really that much of a Marvel fan. That's not true. I have a more favorite scene. <laughs> I, okay. That, maybe I'm that's unfair. That's second. unfair for me to say. So yeah, that's so, unfair for me to so say. But this scene. might have been one of the most anticipated moments. Yes. Oh, that we were waiting. Oh for. my god! Build the scene again. And, and build the scene though, because remember when right. when Thor comes, right? He does a very specific thing, but he has not one weapon. 
but yes, two. Stormbreaker right. and Mjolnir. He comes with Mjolnir onto the battlefield, if I remember correctly, right? And mm-hmm. then he summons Stormbreaker when they're getting ready to fight Thanos. Exactly. And that's, again, one of the best moments right there. I have to go back to that, too, because when Thor gets ready for battle, he summons the lightning with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. And then he gets the Thor armor. He gets like a braided badass beard, yeah. and he's still fat as hell. <laughs> Super awesome. No have... six pack. <laughs> Not even close. Even his hands are fat in those scenes. That was more like a fifteen pack. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the thirty case that I was talking about that I drank in Chicago back in the days. There you go. <laughs> like, oh, so the setup for that scene obviously is the Avengers are not going to go down without a fight. You have Than- the the three biggest Avengers, obviously Than- uh, Thanos, excuse me, Thor, Captain America, and um, oh Lord, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. Iron Man. Excuse me, the the biggest Avenger. Let Sorry, me, guys. Yo. Let me ask you a question. Wasn't that channeling Dragon Ball Z because they're standing across each other and mm-hmm. they're just staring at each other? Yeah, and it's not a quick a quick jump to action. It's just. Okay. They're just literally looking He's at each there. Thanos monologuing. Exactly. He's like a Bond villain at that moment. <laughs> so you have this awesome conflict between those three Avengers and Thanos, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. And, you know, Thor, or excuse me, Iron Man actually pretty much gets quickly dispatched. He's the first one to go down in this battle. He gets knocked out basically yeah. by Thanos for a little bit. And you have Thor who... Thor is the was the strongest Avenger until our friend Captain Marvel showed up, right? Yeah, and, and he then, definitely puts up a good fight. And then Thor, Thor, who's beaten down, um, is just literally about to get up, I believe, or something. When, when, or he was like laying down, or something. Yeah, he was on the floor. Yeah. And, and remember, he threw. He was like having a good fight with Thanos. He yeah. tried to chop him with Stormbreaker, and then he threw Mjolnir and tried to use Mjolnir to come, kind of boomerang back on him and hit him. But Thanos was just like, forget about that nonsense, basically, and knocks it away. And what happens? Captain so, America. Mm-hmm. So he, he is worthy! Exactly. So <laughs> Thor is on the ground, and Thanos is trying to recreate the stuff that happened in uh, in Avengers Infinity War, right? Or in reverse. In reverse, exactly. Because he's trying to push Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. Yeah. And like you said, he is worthy, right? Mm -hmm. He gets knocked away because Molinier comes out of nowhere, knocks him on his ass, and it reverts back to Captain America. Grabs it. Wielding it and wielding it. Mid-air. Something that was was hinted in Age of Ultron, Mm -hmm. right? When they were all trying to lift the Infinity Gauntlet and the only one that budges it even a little bit and one of the most famous ones, not the Infinity Gauntlet, the Mjolnir, the only one that, that, or one of the most famous ones that wields it in the comics is, of course, Captain America. That moment when he grabs it and then, like, that pop when he starts running at Thanos, swinging it, it, yeah. and then just yeah, uppercuts his But not only that, but he actually summons lightning, exactly. smashes what? the floor with lightning. Oh, my gosh. He throws it, catches it. He, he did amazing combos with the hammer and his shield. It's just, he throws yeah. a shield up in the air and the smashes shield. the hammer into the shield. Oh, God, it was just, that was fan service. That was what's max. called a fangasm yes. at that point. Yep. That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> the movie did have lost it at that point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, there were that two big That scene alone is worth the movie. Okay. Just that scene alone. I there was another pop movie. with Iron Man. Well, there was another, the, to me, the, actually, the other biggest pop, we're going to get to that in a second, but, like, I still want to hear what you guys have to think and any other thoughts you have about that whole fight scene. 
because obviously that was super badass, and we got a lot yeah. of awesome throwbacks in that one, a lot of cool, awesome Easter eggs. A lot of pops in that, that third act, actually. I mean, it was like, it. it was literally yeah. every three seconds. Pop after pop after pop. All right. Pop, pop, pop. So we have that sequence, basically, where they fight, and then Captain America, you think he's going to, like, do some damage to Thanos, and he certainly does, but he's not enough. No, no. And not. I was like, wow. I thought that was, like, the end of the movie where Captain America was about to beat Thanos, and then I was, and then I saw Captain America just losing, and then I was like, "Swatted away Man. like the rest." Of them. Even part of Tony's prophecy started coming true, where he starts like going down on the on the shield. Yeah, that was cool to yeah. see Thanos be like, "Vibranium, this is nothing. This way, this blade that I have is way more dangerous than any shield." And, and important that might have to been know, vibranium too. It could have yeah. been. It could have been something even more powerful. And, right? and important to note, this is a Thanos without any Infinity Stones. Yeah, he's just yeah. kicking butt with his blade and his own power, his own ability. Um, so that basically leads us to going a little bit further in Act Three. Yeah. So returning to uh, the scene where Captain America is about to make his last stand with his broken shield. No one around him, and Thanos and his armies about to bear down on him full force. What do we see happen? I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to say it again the exact same way. Wait, Done. wait, wait, wait. I have to say this because the line, the line is important for the emergence. Just, just keep has, that in mind. That he comes after, yet. though. He hasn't said it yet. He hasn't said it yet. Right. After. It's coming, though. Right. His, his scene comes first, and because of that, that's when that happens. Okay. So set up the scene. So, again, Captain America looks like he's going to make his last hand. Then all of a sudden, Doctor Strange comes through. What do you mean? Black Panther comes through first, remember? But what I'm saying is... Without Doctor Strange, they wouldn't have come through. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I just think it's important to reference the Easter egg, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I called you up here. On your left. That's the first thing that Falcon oh. says to Captain America. Yeah, that's right. That's what, like, on your hear, left. Like, we hear, we hear, like, a faint whisper. On your left. I'm sorry to call oh. you up there, but to me, that's super important. That is, that's, like, the oh, big, that's yeah, one of the I biggest Captain America that Easter eggs. That's, that's, that's it. Just hearing that faint, like, on your left is what gets the crowd going. But, it, yeah, but it's yeah. understandable because there is so much stuff happening. Yeah, no, that's yeah, what I'm, I'm just trying to help you. So, to me, yeah, that's absolutely. Big. It's huge. But, but, yeah, that's true. But, again, it is attributable to Doctor Strange because he's the one. Yeah, he's the well, one. But it's continue how, the scene. It's, it's how it's delivered. I didn't yeah, right? up, continue like, the scene because yeah, yeah. it is Doctor Strange enabling what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, basically, you hear that faint thing. On your left, from none other than... Mr. Falcon. Mr. Falcon himself. Beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. portals. Portals everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to reintroduce the biggest, one of the biggest characters outside yeah, of the main so six. Doctor First. Strange pulls through with the portals. And you see Valkyrie and the uh, Neo Asgardians. Mm -hmm. You see... Uh, shoot. The monks from the monastery of the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. You see um, all the Avengers that died. Uh, you see the Wakandans and T'Challa. And, and T'Challa. And apparently the Ravagers were there too. With the, what? With the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we were there. I didn't yeah. see that. I, I just, wow. I, I there was so much going on. I, exactly. There was so much going on. 
but the ravages were there. Mbaku was definitely there that. briefly. Yeah. You know? So you had Ooh. everybody coming through. That pop though, everybody. when you saw. When you that saw was... Shuri, Black Panther, and, and then the most they, were the, they were the first ones to come through. They were the first right? ones to come through, yeah. yeah. And that, then the it, but that was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the most notable characters to come through, coming in with Peter Quill and the Guardians of the Galaxy from Titan, you see Spider Man, mm-hmm. and at that point, the crowd lost it. That was like a really huge lost huge pop. And the Russo, the biggest. Russo brothers knew that that was going to get the biggest pop because of what happened. They focused, like, they had the the all the heroes coming through, and then Spider-Man Just swings, swings out, and he's lands. right in front, right in front of everybody, and the, the, the camera just focused on him. And like you said, the crowd lost it, you know what I'm saying? Among many of the other times yeah, that they I lost from that, it, right? from that point, it was like you guys a total just, roller coaster, cyclone, <laughs> up, left, spins, everything was insane. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, GA start. You got like a hundred lives from that code at that point. Oh you guys know how gosh. I feel about Spider-Man too. So in that moment, I had like everybody was clapping. I had to like, I had to go through the I wanted, I wanted to my stand hairs, up. My hairs, my hairs literally stood up. You know what I'm saying? I got the chills and stuff like that when I saw him. It was just wow. You know what I'm saying? Incredible. Yes. And so now we're with a Lord of the Rings-esque standoff. Absolutely. Where you have Thanos' army and this newly emerged Avengers army. And then what's the next thing we hear? Almost silently, but, you know, it's audible. Assemble. Yeah, and they go yeah. right into the battle, and that was a big pop too in that audience yeah, too. Man. That's it was like ten seconds. Waiting eleven years in the making. Wait eleven years in the making, right there. ASAP, you are the Lord of the Rings guy. <laughs> you are now the Game of Thrones guy. Tell me, what did you feel like when you saw those two battle, those two armies staring across in the battlefield? How did they compare? So... How did they compare? Gabe said, um, well, Wolfie said it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wolfie said it best himself. I wanted to stand for that. Um, I felt chills down my spine. Oh, my gosh. I just wanted to scream. It was such a huge... I I jaw dropped. I I had to... I got goosebumps right now. (laughs) It was like like a surreal moment because, you know... (laughs) You had you had right before the attack, you know, it was it was sunny and stuff like that, and now you know this cloud of it looks of like the end dust, of the world exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you have these two. It was the apocalypse right there. Two armies staring at each other with the fate of the world at end. You know what stake, it felt like? You know what I'm saying? Fate of the universe. It felt like the attack on Minas Tirith when um, when the armies of Mordor were attacking Minas Tirith and you know the Gondorians they felt like you know they were already overrun they already made peace with themselves I'm and then the Rohirrim pops out of nowhere exactly <laughs> you know no. like I, like I said when I saw that scene I I, I kind of tried to look down the the aisle just to see what your face was yeah. because that was that that moment that I know you out of everybody here was like Oh my gosh! You know what I'm saying. And then the tides kept turning too, because it's not like, oh, the Avengers had their armies there, um, they were winning. Um, Thanos, he eventually had his turn of the tide. Yeah, it was almost over at that point. Just like yeah. s- same with the siege of Minas Tirith. When after the Rohirrim, you would think they were winning, the forces of light were winning. 
the the guys, the higher dream, the guys with the oliphants, they mm-hmm. come back out of nowhere. So, you know, there's always a shift in the battle. It's, it was always a very fluid battle right there. You know what I felt okay. at that moment? Jose, you gotta, in comparison you gotta go. to Lord of the Rings. You're in comparison dying to Lord here. of the Rings, because I'm dying over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, my hands were raised near, like, please call me next. Call me next. I have to say this, because that moment to me was literally emotionally in every tone, as in the Lord of the Rings. When they, when you think they're all about to die, and then you see, um, you see Aragorn turn and say, "For Frodo," and then he just oh, charges the armies. That that the, the moment, last the last right. battle, mm-hmm. that moment was emotionally exactly the same for me. That Lord of the Rings moment was emotionally the same as the assemble moment that we saw in this movie. It was just like that's true. You're just waiting, like everything's going badly. And then, like that last moment of hope shows up, and then the the big like the leader of the heroes, which is kind of Captain America, at least in this battle scene, is just like assemble. <laughs> it's just like that same like now they're gonna kick some ass. And you know the, the great moment about that battle, um, and and it almost seems impossible, right, with the amount of heroes that we have, but every single hero had a moment in that battle. Right, you like know? you were talking yeah. about earlier, your moment with Scarlet Witch facing yes. off single-handedly mm-hmm. against Thanos. That's another person I forgot to intro, Rescue. Yeah, yep. she shows up in that moment too, she and, just comes flying down. And she had that big pop moment where she went um, back to back with Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they just started kicking ass all over the place. I mean, every single hero that we we followed in the last 11 years, they got their big moment in that last battle. You so know many funny moments, like, too, with... Uh, instant kill. Except one <laughs> instant kill except with one Spider-Man. Character, except one character who we'll discuss in the end. Who? Yes. Wait, what? Oh, no, okay. No, yeah. Yeah. Should, we, should we get there? Fair enough. We're getting yes. there very, no, very we'll, soon. We'll talk about it in the end. Yeah. But you had all kinds of uh, interesting moments you are on that, correct. right? Because you, you have, you have yeah. Captain America and, and Thor, with Thor being, like... Like asking them to switch when they yes. when, 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 like, Thor yeah. had Stormbreaker and Captain America had Mjolnir. No, 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 it was the no, other way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Thor had Mjolnir, Captain America Take, had Stormbreaker. It was like, yeah, give me that. And then you have the 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 A Force moment, which was the female Avengers kind of assembling yeah. to yeah. give yeah. the assistance to Captain Marvel, which is a one of ASAP's favorite moments that ends up in this Captain final Marvel battle. Being a missile. With Captain Marvel being a missile, which I leads think, into that moment. I have to say something like Captain Marvel real quick. Okay, sh- I feel like she should have brought like the scrolls with her because like she scratched yeah. her sick. She scratched their six, you know, back in the day, like decades ago. So, you know, it would be great to see them help her. I want to see what happens in Captain yeah. Marvel yeah. 2, though, because mm-hmm. that's probably going to explain what happened with that. Well, I, yeah. I would say. Because the all the, are big all the, the other they left on the turn. So. Yeah, in the comics, the scrolls are bad guys and good guys. Yeah, so still, we'll see what happens. Because all the other heroes, they brought their respective, you know. At least Kranich. <laughs> yeah, bring you know, Krennic back, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know what? Captain Marvel is an army unto itself. You know what I'm that's saying? That's true. So, um, but you yeah. have the big A Force moment where A-Force. Captain Marvel has the gauntlet, trying to get it back, Spidey. like down the football field. Right? Spidey had his moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barton had his moment. Um, even Star Lord, not a moment in battle, but a moment uh, facing somebody that he <laughs> thought was dead. <laughs> And then realizing that's not the same person. Yeah, that was a surrogate audience moment, right? Because like we all kind of wanted to like punch Star Lord in the face for basically ruining things in Infinity War. Well, she punched him, but not well. It wasn't a punch; it was a kick. <laughs> she you she know? kicked him in some unmentionable points. And missed the first. She time. missed the first time, but got them both the second time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was another awesome moment. I mean, what other moments Valkyrie do you guys remember? Valkyrie had a moment. Valkyrie had a moment, right? Where she, where she, uh, she grabbed um, Spider-Man on the mad dash to get the, the gauntlet over to Ant-Man's van. Oh, the, the cucaracha. And then she, yeah. has, you another, know? she has another big uh, moment later, later on. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's, what's that moment? I can tell you now. Of course, we're in spoilers, and we're at the end. So <laughs> go for it. Yeah. We're in the end game. Exactly. <laughs> we're in the end game now, Eli. She's the new king of Asgard. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But yeah. That Val. is the very end. So yeah, that's know. kind of the, episode, the, the, the yeah the, the ending. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still an important detail that she gets. Away. Yeah, and like I said, everybody gets their moment. Who else yeah. got their moment? Rescue got the moment. Grabbing, she had two moments, right? She had the back to back to Iron Man and then saving Spider Man at grabbing him is like, all right, come on, kid, let's keep going. Again, the mad dash. To well, that whole moment was that, cool with Spider Man getting like basically passed off between yeah, superheroes yeah, yeah. and the iron, uh, the iron spider in full effect. Yeah, right? he mentioned it. We'll yeah, yeah, it. Instant kill. Instant super dope. You know? All he's doing is holding the gauntlet while his like other six legs <laughs> just start like trying to destroy like. Instant kill. Yep. Was, like, um, stabbing everybody. You had Drax. Yeah, stabbing that the, the guy in the back. That guy <laughs> like, <laughs> in the background. You, know? uh, <laughs> you had Black Panther moment, which was oh, that was great. Oh. Give it to me, and then he just like basically like football charges, and kicking like, people in the face everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah. and redirecting energy with his blast, right? The yeah, vibranium yeah, blast yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was like it was like what do they call that Olympic sport where they handing off the the baton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? What the heck is the name of that story? It was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, relay. Relay. Mm-hmm. It was like a relay race with the gauntlet, basically, yeah. for that whole scene, right? Who else had one? So we had um, <laughs> the Doctor Strange. Oh, what's well, Doctor Strange? We had um, Doctor Strange's moment was like summoning the yeah, entire you know, freaking army. Wong was there. Wong saw there. him, right? Mm-hmm. Who he else did, did we see? Um, Wong did a thing. Well, there is one moment. It's not like a huge, huge moment, but it was a moment that I know I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Where Sam Wilson, um, he, you know, uh, oh god, now I'm forgetting his name. Falcon, Falcon, um, Falcon. Yes. So during the battle, like he just he uses his wings to like impale one of those huge gargantuans from Thanos' yeah, army. Well, that yeah, was, was pretty that. badass. Yeah. Oh, oh, there was another moment, too, that was, okay, so, like, there was that big moment when they all first started to fight where you got the sort of comic splash page, and you kind of panned over all of them, right? And then you see, well, giant man, I guess, like, freaking knock out that gigantic Leviathan with one punch. That was awesome, too, but we almost have to go back because we forgot about some of the motivations that that led to the the resolution of this scene with Gamora. Well, okay. (laughs) <laughs> we don't want to confuse this because we got too many Gamoras and too many Nebulas up in the air here, in a sense. So we have past Gamora from 2014 and past Nebula from 2014, as well as present Nebula, who got captured by past Nebula, past Gamora, and past Thanos. This is already confusing me. Um, but you have, obviously, that big moment where we have Gamora basically being the catalyst to help to help stop Thanos' yeah, yeah, plot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, Gamora always had the heart. That that Thanos never really saw, and Nebula always had some heart too. But like that was something we didn't see until later movies. But because of Gamora seeing the future events, the snap by Thanos, all the things that he would do to basically decimate half the universe, he gets she gets that change of heart and basically decides to join our heroes in order to help stop Thanos from fulfilling his past plans in the future. This stuff is way too confusing, guys. But like 
to me, that was another big moment too, because you have sort of, you have, you have some characters that kind of lost their progression. We have our Loki, but he's not a big, big in the movie. And this way they still kind of pervert, preserve, preserved, pardon me, Gamora's character progression from daughter of Thanos, who's kind of like just doing his bidding to somebody who has some real heart, who understands that what Thanos is doing is wrong. That's a big moment, obviously, too. Even though it's not a big, like, fighting moment or a big comic book moment, it's still a big moment because if that didn't happen, none of the end of the movie would have happened. We wouldn't have gotten the Avengers doing what they do and resolving the conflict with Thanos. You know, I do have, like, a little bit of a criticism, actually, with the Gamora and uh, Peter Quill uh, kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. you know? Like, obviously, after uh, Infinity War... You know, and uh, Peter Quill's like huge mistake that he made, um, causing you know this to be the end and the issue, the everything that happened. Um, you know, Gamora's dead at this point, and everybody really wants to kick, uh, you know, Peter Quill's, you know, kick him in the balls, you know, <laughs> for what he did and stuff. Um, but in hindsight, now that I look at it, like they didn't really like give uh, any time for their relationship to kind of rekindle. You know, they they introduce. Mm -hmm. You know, past Gamora to Peter Quill, who Peter who loves Gamora, but she's never met him. Right. You know? Right. But she so, knows about the relationship. She knows about she the relationship, but she's like, "This is the like, guy." This is exactly. You know, exactly, I mean? you know? And, and that's fine. You know, they introduce that, like, okay, like this is a new thing, but they don't they don't really show if anything really happens from there. I think. You I know? think they did that. that. I, 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 I have to disagree with that did. because where. Well, remember, if you watch a little bit later on, there's a scene where Peter Quill is on the console. And he's searching yeah, he's for Gamora. He's so looking for her. So that's going to mean that's setting up. Yeah, exactly. To me, mm -hmm. that's setting up something in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because you have Gamora back again, but it's not Gamora. I yeah. guess, but and you got to also Gamora, remember. And you go into this timeline that you've never been to. Are you going to go and like, be friends with these people? Not yeah, but at the same time, like I don't see how they're going to work that out because you know they fell in love through everything that they went through together, right? Mm-hmm. They're not. This Gamora is not going to go through that stuff with with him. You know, you know I don't, it's actually I, it's a completely different person. I don't know I, how they're going to reconcile. I still that. have to disagree because the reason that she she actually did end up falling in love with Peter Quill is even though he's a freaking dolt, he's brave. He's one of the bravest characters in the MCU. He's the guy who will put his ass on the line when something needs to be yes. done, even though he's human. Yes, yes, has yes no yes, power. Yes, but they only. So, get, but she only experienced that. She only experienced that through through their. Yeah. Well. But I, I'm, but still, I'm like, taking the comics a little bit too. Yeah. Well, but, but the thing is, that, like, they, it, it, that that only happens because they they shared an experience, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's not gonna like. I don't know how they're gonna recreate that, you know. They that can take kind of time too. You know, they can take time, but then it's like, the, it, but then it's also like, essentially, this Gamora is a completely different Gamora than the one that he fell well, in love with. Like, like, I don't know if it would make sense. Like, I think that they can do it. But I don't think that's really plausible though. Maybe they don't lead into the romance maybe they just get her back and then you it, the whole guardians of got i'm gonna get to you um and I, I trust me uh, the whole yeah. guardians galaxy three in my mind would be the search it's almost like search for spock right it's the yeah. search for Gamora, right <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? but there's no way like you said there is no way that in a two-hour movie where you're searching for her you're gonna have her have them fall in love maybe it's just getting her back into the fold and then maybe future movies, if they choose to go that route, future movies kind of start the relationship yeah. again. I mean, I guess, you I know guess, but I still think that it's just tough. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I, I like, I don't and, see like they could have kind of solved it a little bit just by putting a simple comment in the movie. 
You know, after like like if Gamora had been like after kicking him in the nuts, but if she just goes like, I guess he's kind of cute, and then they just leave it at that to show that there's some interest, that there's some like seed of possible romance in a future movie. But let me ask you a question: Wouldn't Guardians of the Galaxy three be awesome, where you have Quill the entire time trying to get her back, and she's like, "F you." You're an idiot. You I guess, but there's some saying, comedy yes, in there. Yes, you know that's true. But didn't we already go through that? We sort of went sure. through that. So that's but, my thing. Like, we but, want to rehash uh, that. But now the difference you know is we've oh. had a relationship before. He knows about it. And he's like, what the heck is wrong with you? Before you guys jump, jump into those theories, though, I want to hear what Meta yes, has to say. Meta. Because Meta has a theory. And I want to Go hear. for it. Go for it. So the Guardians clearly have some timey-wimey issues. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Nebula years. is a freaking paradox. She kills herself. Oh, yeah, you know I just want to oh, say. Haskamora yeah. is taken out of time. What perfect villain to potentially hunt these characters down Check this than out. Kang the Conqueror? Check that out. That makes some sense. And that would be the one that, that drives them that would together. Be sick. That is dope That right would be there. sick, yeah. You could introduce a lot of stuff. Like, too, they don't have to fall in love in the movie, but Kang the Conqueror would definitely drive them together. And... I want to yeah, say this too sense. because, and this is hopping a little bit ahead to the to the final scenes. But what do we have with the Guardians of the Galaxy setting up kind of for the third movie? Who decides to jump on their ship and join them? Yep. But Thor, and he makes the reference he to as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Thor and Gamora had a thing in the comics briefly. Ooh, so and, and they already have, Uh-oh. you know, you have uh, Quill and Thor. They're kind of measuring their, you know what? Yeah, you know what I'm saying against each other. <laughs> so again, comedy gold, right? Yeah, there, no, I think there's definitely. I mean, yeah, but I can you know understand what? what you're saying. But I think that they, I think that that was maybe, in service of something coming. Maybe, maybe, maybe as a fan, I just don't want to see this whole like rehash because yeah. again, it's almost like reliving the one of the one, main right. things. <laughs> One of the main like storylines. Yeah, you're of doing it Guardians. all over again, yeah. right? But you know what? Because friends. if you think about it, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, that would like, you know, had the relationship, mm-hmm. and then part two, essentially, they were kind of almost like broken up. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're going back to it again, and then we're going back again. What is this, Friends? Exactly. <laughs> 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 the same reference. I'm In outer saying, space, right? I didn't even like Friends, but it's like when Ross and Rachel yeah. like got together, they yeah. get together again, again, uh, again, and again, and again. But this leads into the uh, into, into the, the actual end game. But into the actual l- l- game. Let me just say one thing, and and I gotta I gotta credit Meta- Metatron here because you know what that that reference of Kang the Conqueror being the next villain that that's an Awesome, awesome theory. And and think about it this way: how does how does Marvel frame their main villains? They they're doing something in the service of what they believe is good, right? So imagine a, a scenario where Kang the Conqueror, right? He's kind of like maybe a guardian of time and stuff like that, and he's seen that the Avengers just just messed with time altogether, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if he comes over and he was like, "You guys just messed with time." I need to correct things. And, you know, he goes on kind of like a Thanos things where he's trying to balance the universe, yeah. where Kang the Conqueror instead, he's trying to balance time. 
I to me that that seems very very interesting. You know what I'm saying? I can see also because I've been waiting for this for a while, and again I have to say it since I've been reading the comics again. You start to get back into certain characters that aren't in the MCU yet. You can I can still see an opening for one of my favorite characters, which is Adam Warlock, because mm-hmm. you could have Adam Warlock has always played it great. He's not always a good guy and or a bad guy. Integral in the Infinity. Bomb, exactly. He know? wasn't in this storyline. He was hinted at at the ends of Guardians Two. Obviously, and there was a there was sarcophagus. A, a small callback in Guardians One where they had the cocoon that everybody thought. No, that was two. No, no you're right. That was that one. was one. That was one. No, that was two. That was two because remember it was it was the no no yeah no. it was definitely two. It, it was, was two. It, no because remember this was in the collector's lab. No, it wasn't. It was it was those people. What was the name of those people? I know, I know the scene you're talking about, but there was another oh, you mean, one oh. where they showed Howard the Duck and all that you, stuff. Oh, you mean before the 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 leader of I can't remember the group yeah the, the gold before people. she mentions like I yeah. will call him Adam yeah the, the gold people. Oh, I didn't see that then. So then okay, yeah. I gotta go back to that and take a look. Go at it. back because there's a scene where they have Howard the Duck. You know, yeah, I remember that part. has that. But if you look, there's a there's a cocoon, and it's it looks almost it's like the same one at the end of Guardians Two. I don't know if it is or not. It looks, but like it. but a lot of people were speculating that's Adam Warlock right there, and he's in the cocoon and stuff, and it's in that glass encasing that the collector loves putting his his stuff in there. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's that's aside. Let's get into the end game. So, can you say one more thing? Absolutely, go for it, man. If there's any avenue to bring back some of the characters that were lost to the Soul Stone, Adam Warlock is it. Because he becomes, in the comics, he basically becomes the god of Soul World. I'm just going to mention that because if you want your your Gamoras and your Natashas back, there's one man that can do it. At least the way that the timeline works in the in the Marvel Comics universe, not not the MCU movie universe, but the Marvel Comics universe. Yep. Adam Warlock's the only one who really has that kind of control over Soul World and people who deal with the Soul Stone. But I think it's time for us to get into the end game, don't you? All right, so going into the actual end game, you know, uh, and by end game, I mean, you know, Doctor Strange's uh, uh, idea or the, the actual end game that he saw happening. Um, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thing. The I'm one, sorry. okay. I'm, uh, I'm giving you Doctor you know, Strange. Jose's, Jose's giving me the signals. <laughs> we'll talk about the signal in a moment. <laughs> but the, uh, the it starts off, you know, uh, iconically actually with Captain Marvel, kind of proving that she is the strongest uh, character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Those are her moments. Um, it moment. was her big it's moment where she, after coming in and destroying Thanos' ship, uh, in pretty much one fell swoop, literally. Uh, <laughs> when she goes and faces off with Thanos, she goes blow for blow with him and proves that she's even stronger than him after she takes a headbutt without flinching from Thanos. Yeah, and then gives it right back. Up, gives it right back. But Thanos, using you know his wit, yes. um, takes the uh power rips stone. off the power stone with his free hand and uses it to blast her away. Um well, this is actually then, had also reacquired the infinity gauntlet, right? Yeah, and then yeah, that's when he reacquired it. the infinity gauntlet. And then Doctor Strange comes in to stop him from snapping his fingers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as he's fighting, um, uh, as he's fighting Thanos, and, and the, the the gauntlet gets uh, stripped from his hands, right, mm-hmm. uh, and thrown thrown away. Um, as yes. he's fighting him, is when he sees Tony Stark, uh, and he gives Tony Stark the signal, which is literally just his index finger, one, one. as the number one. And what Tony's he's referring one. to here. Is a previous scene where Tony Stark asked Doctor Strange, 
you know, you saw 14 million plus, you know, scenarios, um, and only one is going to be the, the correct one, right? And Dr. Strange said, if I tell you, it won't work. But doesn't say it. He doesn't say it. say it. But he signals to Tony Stark that this is the one chance. This is the moment. This is the moment. And Tony Stark recognizes what he means. And it's the moment that Tony Stark has to grab the Infinity Gauntlet himself. And he has to be the one to snap. And so, snap, you know, Thanos out of existence. There's like a there's you like know? a heaviness and a silence over this table right now from that. You know, scene, and that's the thing. Man. Yeah, because that's the oh. thing. You know, even even in that in that one scene. And and it's funny because Walt had pointed this out earlier to me that this one scene was improv, okay? Where he takes the gauntlet, puts it on. Oh no no no! That the uh, the, the improv moment. I'm sorry. No, it's it's when he says right, but right? that but that that particular moment yeah. is not improv. It was the oh. original moment. I'm sorry. So maybe I we misunderstood when in Iron Man. The very first moment. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, that was improv. That was yes, the yeah, improv yeah, yeah. moment. So we'll, we'll go back to that. Yes. So in this moment, he takes the gauntlet. He puts it on. He takes a little bit of a sigh. He does take a bit of a moment. He doesn't just instantly snaps because he's weighing the gravity of the situation. And he, he knows, knows. Mm-hmm. what's about to happen. And he knows what the consequences of what he's about to do. Uh, and before we get to the consequences, before we get to the actual action of snapping his fingers, let's go back to thinking about, like, you know, what it is that we're weighing here okay tony stark did not want to you know change his his present he did not want to give up his daughter he did not want to destroy what he had he found happiness you know amidst all this like chaos and amidst all the death he has pepper pots married has a home has a beautiful child that he absolutely loves three thousand okay um and when you guys see the movie you'll understand uh, that's one thing that I don't want to spoil for anybody. If you guys agree, you know, yes. let people, you'll understand what I'm talking about when you see that a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to see it in posts everywhere. I've already seen a bunch of people posting, you know, I love you 3000. Uh, you'll understand why. Um, and he's, he's, his original, you know, purpose for joining the cause was that if he will join the cause and he will try to rectify everything as long as he doesn't change his present. Right. And this is the moment that he realizes that the one chance that they have is by him sacrificing his present. Mm-hmm. He snaps his finger. Okay. Uh, Thanos and, and, uh, and everyone else is uh, um, turned to ashes. I, I want to say that and was awesome, though. That moment for me was an awesome Thanos moment. Because he knew what was about to happen. Yeah. And he just sat there. Just, just like he did there, when, he, yeah. when he won. He just sat down. And he was like, he well, just this accepted is about to happen. Yeah. He just accepted it. He kind of huffed a little. He's like, oh, all right, well, this is how it's Almost had a relief. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. He kind of like after the snap, he just sat there waiting almost like out of relief. Even though he lost, it was like, all right, I'm done. That's the you complexity know? of the character. Yeah. Though, the comics yeah. and in the movies. He's, he's, he's almost like resigned to the fate that he has to be the mad titan which mm-hmm. is kind of yeah, what yeah. i love about the character he doesn't well want like his fate. like his intentions weren't you know? necessarily like evil yeah, he his, his his path right you know he wanted to like rid the the universe of suffering that's it mm-hmm. but only through suffering and then you know let me because call, he saw that as the only way it was basically like vader yeah you know and, and if Black you don't white, mind Sith. if you don't mind mm-hmm. i got what you just mentioned right now i got a call back to an earlier scene where um, 
Black Widow had just finished speaking to Rhodey about Ronan. Yeah. Captain America walks in and they're talking about everything. And there is a slight moment where Cap says, you know, it, it, it's almost like he said, you know what? Things might be a little bit better, right? Yeah. And she even says it. She's like, don't even go there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, his intentions were not um, completely evil. Mm -hmm. It was just the way he went about it. The sacrifices yeah, he wanted to exactly. make to accomplish that. Right. He, he showed sorrow in making the sacrifice. Right, exactly. You know, you know there, there, he weighed this on yeah. his mind and yeah. stuff. And, and again, going back to the, the video that we saw earlier, right? Mm -hmm. He in Infinity War, he was willing to make the sacrifices needed to be done, and the Avengers didn't. Right in this movie, the Avengers finally realized in order to get what needs to be done done, there they are sacrifices that needed yeah. to be made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not all rosy in the hero's life, you know? right? And and we get to the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, Tony has a few moments of life, he finds a corner. Um, where he tries to keep, you know, his, uh, his, uh, his eyes open and he wants to, you know, I guess, you know, in his final moments, obviously he wants to see, you know, Pepper Potts, but, um, this was my favorite moment in the movie, but also like, oh. it's, it's hard to, to say that it's my favorite moment because it's also the saddest moment. My heart hurts. And my favorite moment was the moment that Peter Parker ran over. To try to like revive you Tony and and see him and like with his amazing acting because he didn't yeah. have a big role necessarily in this in this mm -hmm. entire film as far as like meaty scenes and just the the, the couple of seconds uh, I think here is where people started bawling you know yeah and uh, you know Especially. Pepper prying him off of you know Tony so that she could say goodbye and it was weird too because when Pepper Went to she was like telling like he can rest and she almost had like a I smile. She was like she was happy that he can finally rest. Mm -hmm. And for like the first like ten to twenty seconds, you don't see a tear from her. You see a smile, almost like reassurance, and then you see her breakdown. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's when like again mm -hmm. like for this whole like entire scene, people are just like devastated in the theater, <laughs> quiet. You know, like the the people, some some, some right people now. some people couldn't contain themselves. The they were trying they were trying to keep themselves from like you know like crying out loud and stuff like that, but you definitely yeah. heard it. And it's just like how powerful that scene was delivered, you know. Um, but that's that that you know, I that was the end game right there, you know. Yeah. Tony had to do the one thing that he didn't want to do, and you know. It had to be. It had to be shown to him a certain way. That's, yeah, his, you know? uh, his arc is complete. There, I, you know I love that I, scene though too yeah. because I think that the way that she said goodbye to him was perfect. I think the line like "you now you can rest" yeah. was perfect yeah. because they even you know we noted this and they talked about that again in that great video that we saw with Easter eggs, but like. It calls back to when Tony just couldn't even sleep after the events of the Avengers. Yeah, the first Avengers, no. yeah. After going yeah. through the whole, like he just was not able to stress to sleep at all. And yeah. like you know, like go, like they, I forget exactly what the uh, scene is where he has that dream 
um, where everybody's dead and he couldn't save that, that was in Ultron. That was in Ultron, right? Yeah. And that's actually what's been haunting him. He's been mm, restless you know? since yeah, the events exactly. of the Avengers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he has yeah. not been able to rest, and they, they even yeah. allude to it earlier in the movie where they're talking about whether they should pull off the heist or not, the time heist. And he's like, maybe I should just leave it like this. I think you mentioned a little while ago. And he was like, and then, or then she's like, will you be able to rest? And the answer is obviously no. Yeah. The only mm-hmm. thing that will allow him to rest is knowing that he did everything that he could and everything that you possibly can do is sacrifice your life yep. to save the universe. That's the that's the biggest thing you can do to safeguard the future of the people that you love. Yeah. Sacrifice everything. And he literally he goes to Pepper. He literally go to Pepper Pepper while in that scene, and he was like, "If you want, I'll just put a pin on it and just keep going." You know what I'm saying? And she knows who he is, and she's like, "Dude, come on, it's not gonna happen." You know, you're going to obsess over this. You know, you can say all you want about how you're not going to look at this again and stuff like that, but I know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's you're obsessive like, about. It's things. almost like if you think about it, it's almost like she knew what the end game was. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. that's why she was Definitely. able to like when he, you know, finally like, you know, was in his last moments. Why she wasn't like totally sad right away? Mm-hmm. Because it's like she, maybe she like knew that this was what's gonna happen. Like he has to, and he it, has to sacrifice himself. It, it could have been also that she wanted to be strong for him in the moment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, she, no, no. She, I mean, I, it's most know. likely that, but yeah. you know, like in some but way, like, I, I know, totally agree. I think I, I think, think she knew. Yeah, exactly. because the other thing too, if you think about it, like Pepper has they, maybe they didn't really show it, but Pepper has like been struggling through the entire. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Universe with too, role. with like with him always having to sacrifice himself. Yeah, she doesn't like that. In this movie, even before the Endgame, she accepted that he has to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has to do this. Yeah, you know, she's accepted that. So it's almost like she's gone through her acceptance before Tony gone through his acceptance. That's yep. exactly. You know? That's exactly. And, that, and again, that just makes that final scene like that much more powerful. Yeah, That's totally. You know? After all the events and all the things that happened to her, I think you finally saw her start to believe like this is. This really is destiny. After all the crazy yeah, yeah. stuff that went off on around them, and just the events of that final battle, just all the mystical stuff going on, yeah, I think she accepted like, hey, this this is how it has to be. This is the only way that this can end. She didn't understand why, maybe I, entirely. Yeah, but she I, understood. I, I wonder if like fourteen million, like if all those things, if all those different tries that Doctor or alternate realities that like Doctor Strange saw. That the one thing that was constant in all those that he told Tony the plan. Yeah, maybe, oh, maybe that. And then the one time that he didn't tell, that's how that's it when it worked. Yeah, it could be, you know. And then just even before that whole thing happened, I loved the twist where it looked like Thanos was gonna win again. So like before, mm-hmm. when he finally gets the gauntlet on again, and he says, "Oh yeah, I am inevitable." I am inevitable. He snaps, oh, yes. and right. nothing happens. He just looks at it because right? a little bit before that, Tony was scuffling right. with him for the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. And he then took all the gems. Yeah, and then you. See, I guess he did that with the tech, right? He probably he, pulled it he, like, right off of that that armor. Mm-hmm. Thank so, God the Infinity Gauntlet was going to start tapping. Yeah, that was sick. And so he goes to look at it. He's go. He goes. He's gone. He's like, where's it go? Like, and then the you see he, Tony Stark. He starts slowly turning his hand, and you see it starts configuring into like an Infinity Gauntlet-esque thing. Yeah. And then he goes. He does the raising thing. And what? What does he say first? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's. I'm getting to that. Yeah. And then he says the line from the very first movie. I am Iron Man. 
Right. You guys, my, my head is buried in my hands right now. I can't take it. Oh, my it. God, man. response to I am uh, inevitable. I can't know? take so, it. Let, let me ask you this question, and this is something that I, a, a little bit that I'm like, what, what's going on here? Because we had established an infinity war that um, in order to wield the, the stones, you had to have a very specific gauntlet, right? Yes. It, it, was, it, was, it was, and um, yes. they had to go to Nevaldir. Nevaldir. Whatever, whatever that was. Because that gauntlet had to be forged by the power of a star. But they never right. specified that it, that 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 was the only way to do it. Yeah, and they just said the that comics, that's how it was done. Tony Stark totally builds his own Infinity Gauntlet in the comics. Yeah, that's okay. totally a thing. But but here's the thing, though, right? Because, okay, so he does build the, the gauntlet, but the gauntlet is now in Thanos' hand, mm-hmm. right? When, when that gets transferred over to Tony Stark, that's not a gauntlet. That's just his suit. Yeah, but he, right. he is always prepared. So yeah, but, just, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but who's to say that the that the gauntlet that was used was like one specifically designed for the gems? If not, I, I think it was just it just happened to be one of his regular like so Iron Man gauntlets. So are we saying that his regular like one of his suit? is like a nanotech one? That wasn't a regular suit though. That was the bleeding edge Escar. Right, which is supposedly the the most powerful suit that yeah. Tony has yeah. in his arsenal, and I get that. And I, like I said, I'm yeah, just nitpicking MC, yeah. for the sake of nitpicking and just, just have yeah. a conversation. Yeah, but, I, but you know, like I said, you know, they they kind of established. I'm not saying that they yeah. they necessarily did, but they said the reason that Thanos went to the elves, right? Those um, the dwarves, the dwarves, Tyrion, right, <laughs> um, is because. The gauntlet had to be forged because the power of the uh, Infinity Stones was so strong that you needed that special forge to to hold it back. Well, I mean, that's just. I I thought that they did. But even even so, even so, it it doesn't mean that like you know. Like the tech after that fact, yeah, it's Tony Stark. It's Tony Stark. I mean, no, he's the smartest guy. Yeah, ever, man. Like I said, literally, I'm yeah. just yeah. making the yeah. argument to, to make the argument. You know what I'm saying? Smarter yeah. than Bruce Banner. Yeah, 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 they established yeah. that he's smarter than, than, than Bruce Banner. And like I said, I'm just making the argument just yeah. for the sake of yeah. making the argument. You know what? what I'm saying? I will take this opportunity to to mention why my one nitpick that I mentioned to you guys with this movie and it's how it's going to affect future timelines. Because the thing that, that I could not understand in the resolution of this movie is how on earth are they going to have the next Spider-Man movie supposedly be coming right after the events of, I guess, this movie. Well, they said mm-hmm. Infinity War originally, right? But I guess it has to be after the events. No, of it's, this it's supposed to be after this. Yeah. So, so let's let's finish up with this and let's get into the future of the well, MCU. I don't I don't want to I don't want to nitpick at the end of this conversation. <laughs> I want to nitpick somewhere in the middle and keep praising it near the end. <laughs> no, well, let's, let's no no no. Well, well, let's go into the saying, actual ending of the movie. Yeah, right? what I'm saying is that we let let's talk about how I, how this movie affects other movies going forward. Once we're that's, once we're done with that's everything. a whole yeah, other topic of conversation. Man. Yeah, that's true. Let's jump into. It. All right. You know, but before we, we get to like kind of wrapping up and discussing in a little bit of detail what we think the future is going to be after these movies, and I'll get to that kind of like nitpick that I had at that point. One thing that I noticed, anybody who's listening, anybody who's out there, I have not seen this pop up on the internet. I don't think I'm crazy. 
So in the scene when Tony Stark finally basically croaks and passes away. God, you gotta be so unceremonious. Give him some more respect. How insensitive is that? He is Iron Man. He passes away. You know what? This podcast is over. A hero. But okay, so when Tony dies, when he finally passes, and, and after his heroic act, there's 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 blurriness in the background there. You see his eyes kind of like go dim, basically the whole death scene stuff that Robert Downey Jr. pulled off so well. And they leave a little bit of space to the right of Tony's head, to the left on the screen. And maybe, I don't think I'm crazy, okay? I do not think I'm crazy. Like I said, I'm asking you, the fans out there, when you watch this movie or if you've already seen this movie, when you go watch it the second, third, fourth, tenth time, as I know you all will, right behind Tony... As he dies, looks there looks to be a silhouetted figure with a hood on with its head uh, now. That, to me, gives a little bit of an, egg, an Easter egg to Mistress Death. Even though she wasn't in these movies, she was mentioned in various times. Uh-huh. She was mentioned definitely by, by uh, I believe, Thanos yeah, when he, he said, he courting death uh-huh. in one of the – I think it was in the Avengers, actually. Right. When he says that to, do, to, to fight, face the Avengers is to court death, I believe, was the exact line. So to me, I think there was little hints at the machinations of Mistress Death, even though she wasn't introduced as a character. I wish oh, you had pointed that out while we were watching it. I wanted to, but that was a really quiet scene, and somebody would have stabbed me if I said something. You I should have just gone like this and say, just Death! avoid it. You know what I'm Scream, saying? Scream, Death is right there! <laughs> oh, guys, you just reminded me. It was uh, There was a thing about Formia that I wanted to say. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So there was a throwaway line from Nebula when she was discussing how to get the Soul Stone, a throwaway line that she says that directly connects Vormir Mm -hmm. to death. Okay, okay. And you know, I also think it's interesting. I I do. It was very... I'm surprised you guys didn't catch that. What was the... the, Do you remember the line? I don't remember the line. Oh, man, I wish I had the line. Just paraphrase. What do you remember? It was something like... I was associating the planet with death. There was a shroud of death around it, something like that. Okay. But it was definitely there. I'm going to point it out on the rewatch. I remember it so distinctly well. We're going to come back to that at some point. Because you know we're going to discuss this movie at some point again, even if it's smaller details. One more thing. Mm -hmm. I also find it interesting. And I didn't notice it at first when I saw Infinity War. Mm -hmm. But I kind of got a vibe. Like, it's, it's going to be very weird, very, very it's going to be very jarring to explain, mm-hmm. but what if Red Skull was death? He could be, but he's no longer look Mr. At his, I know, Mr. Like, death. Look at his getup. Look at Nebula's throwaway line. Look at what happens on Vormir on both instances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could make a very good case that Red Skull was a pseudo pseudo stand-in for death. You could say that, yeah, because the the character design is definitely very much like Mistress Death in the comics. I mean, it's just a, a, a hooded figure, a shrouded hooded figure, but still, was that really an accident? Maybe not. Maybe maybe there's a role to be played there. Maybe that's where Red Skull's role is going to come in, in the future. Because even if he isn't Mister Death, maybe he has. I don't know. Maybe he's he has like some connections. Mistress Death or yeah. something like that. And, and he's not the same character as uh, the one that we saw in, in First Avenger. It's almost like he's transcended into something greater. 
than what he was, you know what I'm saying? He's a lot more chill, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but that's true, too. Icy you know? cold, like Death's Touch. Mm-hmm. Ice cold. Ice cold. Speaking of ice cold, let's talk about, well, the most heartbreaking, but at the same time, like, uplifting and awesome little fan scene, the funeral of Tony Stark. Um, so that moment was obviously super awesome because... That was, well, that was the first time that we got to see most of the characters. We got to see all the superheroes. We got to see all the superheroes plus a little bit more at this funeral, including the return of one Nicholas J. Fury uh, at the final scene. So the setup for this scene is basically, you know, you have all of the characters, including um, my favorite character, Professor Hulk, dressed up in a nice suit for the funeral. Um, some characters making jokes about wearing black and all that other good stuff. But like you have the scene with Tony Stark's funeral and there's a great shot where it pans over all of the characters from the MCU. It goes from group to group. You see them panning all the way to the back. You see all of the heroes in this moment. You see their their or their forlorn looks and their reaction to the passing of Tony Stark. Not just the heroes, but basically anybody that kind of had some sort of role yeah. in an Iron Man related film. Yeah, the so Iron Man. You had Marissa kid. Tomei. Uh-huh. You had the Iron Man kid from Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. So like just those two characters. Marissa was in Spider Man, you know, mm-hmm. Homecoming, but it was kind of like that little thing where like Tony and her kind of flirting or whatever it is, yeah, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they brought her back just because of that. She didn't really have anything to do with, you know, Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that that was pretty cool. Like having anybody that had anything to do with Iron Man specifically said goodbye. Selvig was there too, right? I think I saw Selvig somewhere in the crowd. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and he's an integral part of the, the MCU, believe yeah. it or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, huge. I mean, especially at, the, especially at the beginning of, the, of, you know, this whole saga thing. You right, know he saying? set up Thor and he set up the Avengers. Right, you know. You know, so we have that, that really awesome scene. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I do have to go back for two seconds. And I'm only mentioning it because we see it again in that scene. Uh, one, of, one of the fun things is we get to see... Captain Marvel finally sport her comic book haircut. I just had to go back for a second to mention that because when I saw Captain Marvel, when I saw the beginning of this movie, I was like, why do we have Brie Larson with her Brie Larson hair? Where's the Captain Marvel, like, short, like, swept over hair that's long on top? We got to see her, like, use that 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 hairdo in this movie in between moments of pounding Thanos into the ground, <laughs> yeah, which was, was totally dope. freaking out. Awesome. But, yeah, the funeral scene, we get to see all of the the big characters from the MCU, not just the heroes, like Wolfie said. And, you know, it was a very, very well shot scene. It's a very impactful scene because of all the great acting that they did in that moment. You can just see the relationship that they had with Tony in the moment with those characters. So ASAP, um, you had one big problem with the film in terms of one specific character, which we saw in the funeral, right? Yeah, it was, um, This was the last character shown on, like, towards the end of the funeral. He was, like, all the way in the back. It was Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. So 99.9% of all the heroes, Avengers and non-Avengers alike, had their moments but Nick Fury. And that's wrong because Nick Fury, like you said, was the one who put yeah. the Avengers yeah. together. He was the one who came up with, initially, the Protector Initiative, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was renamed to the Avenger Initiative after, you know, seeing a picture of Captain Marvel um, during her military days Mm -hmm. with her call sign Avenger. So he renamed the initiative to that. And yeah, he's, he's an integral part of Captain America's arc. And it's just unfortunate that Captain America and Captain Marvel's arc, excuse me. And it's just unfortunate that he didn't have a single moment 
That's true. But that cameo. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just having the cameo kind of sucked. It was it was one of my like little kind of uh doesn't do him justice. you know salty points. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is the end of Sam Jackson's uh iteration of uh Nick Fury, I don't know if that's the case, but if this is like you know, this is the culmination, it's essentially the end of where he started, right? He also got his start in Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the post-credit scene. The right. the one scene that actually started the whole MCU and this whole like Infinity uh, War saga started with Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. So how do you not let him get like one shot at Thanos? Exactly. You know how does he not come through? Because it's not like he's a he's not a civilian. Also, he's where not was a the bystander. Sec- no, I don't you know? need to cut you off. Where, where was the Secretary of State too? Ross. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. He wasn't in yeah. there. They he just showed him the credits. The they showed him in the end credits, like they showed William. Hurt. I mean, he's not. Yeah, they showed him. Sure, he wasn't there. I could have sworn that. I thought he was at when, the funeral. When, when did you see I him? Think he was oh, at the funeral. He was at the funeral. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see yeah. him. Why would he? Doesn't he, he hate? The doesn't he hate them? I didn't see. We gotta go over that scene that. again. He, he doesn't hate them, but he was part of like the kind of the the. But he was playing. He was playing. He was playing the politician at that point because he did. He did state that. There is value to having the Avengers. Yeah, they just he just wanted them to service. sign a contract. Right, he's just let's regulate. And you. him yeah. and Tony like, saw eye to eye on the Sokovia. Yeah, they did. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they were know, partners. If, if, he, if we missed him and he was, I don't know. He was in there. He was there. Yeah, so it's good then. It's but all again, good. yeah, going back to like what you said about you know Nick Fury, I think they didn't do him justice, and and that kind of sucks. I hope there's a director's cut that. That throws him in there somewhere. Yeah. You know? He's yeah, going to show up with a helicarrier or something like that. <laughs> like, just dude. like like I kept saying before, you know, when we were kind of discussing, like, uh, after the film yesterday, like, you know, like, just come through one of those portals with an RPG. Launch it, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. Just show that you, just show that you Surprise, did Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> just blow them away with that. That's true. I guess that's why they... Uh-huh. they Waited to I'm show him last. Of these yeah. It's probably why he didn't get on this mother effing These mother effing outriders on this mother effing planet. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. might have been the one thing that held it from getting 100% around tomatoes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That, they should have that, 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 that one was a misstep, I think. I hope yeah. they, they keep him. Um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna well, go into this. He later. did we're, say that he would do this basically until he dies. He said that many times. He, He's and, okay with playing yeah. Nick Fury forever. Shield in plus, the, what, does, what does he really have to do? Just yeah, show up and like boss a couple of people around for a few minutes in every yeah. movie that he's in, and then go away. Make yeah. him and make then do him, one badass thing. Make him the director of Sword, especially since we're going cosmic, right? Yeah, he was the director of Shield. And for the people who don't watch the TV shows, according to the movies, Shield is dead. Mm-hmm. According to the TV shows, Shield is alive and kicking. But you know what? Since we're going cosmic, make him the director of Sword. You know what I'm saying? That the the cosmic version of Shield. Like a word. You know? But you know, we'll but see how see involved happens. he wants to be. But he certainly does want to be involved. You know, finishing up with the funeral, right? Um, you know, I think there, like from there, you see a lot of like the little breadcrumbs that were left over for like the future. With the universe, what do you think about? What does everybody think about? Like some of the stuff, you know. Ah, yes, with Captain America. Ah, so wrap up that little chestnut. Remember when Hulk and the Ancient One were having that bout? Oh, we gotta return all the stones to their respective times so that these alternate realities don't go haywire. Captain America goes to bring them back, and he brings a few things in tow. One of the things he brings in tow is Mjolnir. Yeah. Mm. 
And yeah. that would bring it back to Asgard with the Aether where it belongs. Mm -hmm. So that's not a plot hole. It's not. You're right. There you go. He does all of this, but something interesting happens. When they recall him from his, um, oh God, what do you call that dimension? Uh, the quantum, quantum, quantum realm jump. Quantum realm. The five mm -hmm. seconds. Mm -hmm. He doesn't come back. Instead, we see him on a bench looking at the lake where they were at. I should mention that it was a nice forested area. There was a lake somewhere off to the side. Wasn't that from an? Wasn't that from another movie? That setting? I feel like it was in another movie. Wasn't that? I don't know. I don't that's know. that's just a, a thought. Yeah. Okay. And then a really touching moment happens here. So Bucky and Sam, uh, Falcon, they they're there when he goes when they go to send him off. With the with the Infinity Stones mm -hmm. and the, the line that to he return. says, remember, he was like, "Don't do anything stupid." Ah, yes, <laughs> the callback to the first Avenger: mm -hmm. "Don't do anything stupid," and then ah, you're taking all the stupid with you. Mm -hmm. I think Bucky, Bucky said, "Yeah, Bucky yeah. Said they reversed that. the roles." From the yeah, they reversed the roles, and Bucky knew what was up. Yeah, yeah he you saw you saw him his look. Bucky knew what was up. He's like, where is he? They're like, where is he? Where is he? And then you see Bucky kind of looking off in the distance like, yeah, I know where he went. That's my boy. I know exactly where he went. Yeah. And so what ends up happening, or what's alluded to at least, is that Captain America going through his quantum realm jump doesn't return because he goes off to have a life and presumably with Peggy. Because in 1970, that sort of flame got rekindled as he was getting, what was it, the Tesseract? Or no, when he was he getting pin again. particles. Mm -hmm. He was getting pin particles. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, we forgot about that part. Yeah, because they were running low on pin particles. That was one of the one Yeah, of the when Loki problems. escaped with the Tesseract, that complicated they, had to, yeah, they had to find new pin particles. The pin they particles went to the 70s. was the thing yeah. that other possible bright suits, right? Yeah. Great scene with Howard Stark there that we we, oh, we yes. didn't we that didn't too. jump on, yeah, but so much stuff. Yeah, it's just too much, guys. We're sorry. Continue, Meta, please. That's another thing I'm gonna briefly just throw out there. Mm -hmm. While Captain America may have resolved all of the major alternative timelines, I think there's an alternative timeline out there with Loki. I think there's a couple of alternative timelines yeah. out oh, there. Oh yeah, and I think for sure. A lot, we'll of, a lot of things know. must have branched off. We, I think we will know, actually. I think that's kind of the point. But Maybe that's phase we'll five. Could be. It could is be it, some of the TV five? stuff. Yeah, Maybe some of the TV. They could just be like, hey, this is how the what-if stories end up happening or whatever. It so to wrap mm -hmm. it all up. <laughs> that would be great. They go to they, uh, Bucky and Sam go to go over to Cap. Old Cap. But Bucky, also halfway the there, he kind of just stops. And then Sam's like, wait, what are you doing? And he's like, just go. Just go. Mm -hmm. And so Sam goes up to Cap. He's like, hey, what happened? And then he goes, and then what's his name? Cap goes, I went and got that life Tony told me to get. And, you know, wedding money. ring, probably married Peggy. That old, was the implication there. Old Cap, right? Yeah, this yeah. was old Cap. Old man Rogers. Yes. And... At the climax of this, you get the very touching moment where Captain America pass or Steve Rogers passes on the mantle of Captain America to Sam. Which is, I guess, hinting at the future of possibly that Disney Plus show, because it was never officially named Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? That was the tentative name, I think. Um, let me check. 
Because from what I understood, which I mean, they could totally rename it Captain America and Winter Soldier now too, which might confuse a lot of people who haven't seen the movie. But I mean, yeah, that's definitely one of those breadcrumbs Easter eggs that I think a lot of fans are like, as soon as the shield was revealed, everyone was like, oh man, he's passing on the mantle to Sam Wilson to be the next Captain America, just like he did in the comic. That um, was sad. Just so that you know, mm-hmm. it's officially titled, uh, titled The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is titled Falcon and the yes. Winter Soldier. Okay. Either so, way, they I'm, I'm assuming that they would touch upon that. That's just an assumption, but I'm assuming that they might touch upon the fact that he's now Captain America in that movie. I don't know. Um, you know you're twitching with anticipation, I can tell. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Are you having like a spasm in, over yeah. there? Okay. Like, anyway, right. go on. This is this is how nerve wracking that movie was. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's giving him post traumatic stress disorder <laughs> less than twenty four uh, hours later. Uncontrollably twitching on its own. Maybe it's uh, what is that clash of clash of whatever <laughs> over there? But <laughs> yeah, the that moment was really cool. Dude, what where is he passed that? It on. No, I, oh, there he goes. There you go. Oh, there he goes again. Guys, I think we have a medical emergency here at the popcorn. <laughs> Why exactly are we talking getting, about this on the podcast? You want to make sure Wolfie is okay, man. You can't have anything happening. I'm good. Now. I'm good. I'm good. Wolfie's Woo. falling apart over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what it is? Because we started talking about Tony Stark and how he passed away, and that, that, that was hurts. the most and now we're doing Cap moments. doing the send off. Cap's big send off, right? So. I'll, yeah, ju- I'll just wrap it up, basically. We have oh, a wait. moment where you pass off the shield. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't want to yeah. miss anything. Before even that, mm-hmm. you had Thor. Thor's thing. Yeah. yeah. We uh, touched on it a little bit before. Yeah. yeah. So basically what Thor does is he goes back to New Asgard, <clears> and he has a conversation <throat> with Falcon. Mm-hmm. And he goes, look, I'm going to be who I was always meant to be. I think you should be who you were meant to be. She goes, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm paraphrasing here. How, how do I do that? And he says, well, meet the new king or queen. And she goes, oh, well, duh, thanks. But what are you going to do? And then Thor's like, well, I have an idea. And then he goes to join the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, you have that little fun moment where they're deciding who's going to be the team leader. <laughs> no, it's going to be me, of course. Of course. <laughs> Who else would it be? It's no. funny that like he, he had to become the dude in order to find himself and be like, oh, this is who I've always been. Meant to be. I've always <laughs> been. I've always, wanted, gonna be I've always wanted to be the dude. So like, I'm gonna who's stay the leader, the right? Dude. I'm the leader, right? Right. And right. so now, right. <laughs> I don't remember exactly if there was anything else after the the shield send off moment. Was there? No, that was the final scene because, well, you have the Asgardians of the Galaxy. You do have that moment where you, before that even happens, you have Peter Quill, like I said, doing the searching for yeah. Gamora. You see searching and you see her picture. It couldn't be more obvious than that. Um, and, that, you know, whether whether that's a plot hole or something that, that we didn't like or not, that's just part of that scene there, right? And then, yeah, that, that scene where he passes off the shield is basically the end because it's Sam Wilson asks him, want to tell me about about her when we yeah. all see the wedding ring mm-hmm. and he's like no i think i'm gonna keep that one for myself basically and that's when we see the long-awaited dance the dance oh my goodness that was a really good scene that was too, nice man. that was really so nice how they did that awesome. that was sad that was sad I'm too but that normally, was the right way i'm not normally forward. into those kind of moments but that was beautiful but that was like a, some star cross like romeo and juliet well actually romeo and juliet is a creepy romance 
But <laughs> that was a little bit more of an actual, like, star-crossed, like, man, no matter what, you guys were going to end up together. Like, it was, again, destiny. You know, if you if you look at the way yeah, that all these yeah. movies kind of come together, they were all destined to be where they are at the end of this movie. Yep. Iron Man was destined to sacrifice himself. Cap was definitely... Destined to help in Everything that sacrifice, right? And he was he was destined to write everything after the events occurred. Like you know, Iron Man finished the conflict, Captain America cleaned it up, and then he got his own life that he's been waiting to live for a long time. So they had their dance, which is amazing. They kiss, and then this amazing culmination of twenty three movies. 11 years, starting with Iron Man, with that great throwback that I think we can mention real quick right now. There's no post credit scene in this one, by the way, guys. If you've already seen it, you probably know. We have that final moment. I, I think it is worth waiting. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you tell us about that moment? Because that's your boy right there, man. Tell us how we finalize this saga. So if MCU. you end up staying for the post credits, which, you know what? Every single person that worked in the uh, on, on these movies... They deserve for each one of us to sit through the credits to Absolutely. see their names. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that's overlooked by a lot of people is that you got to give them that honor. You know, we stayed in for a three hour plus movie. Might mm -hmm. as well stay in for an extra five minutes just to, you know, kind of see their send off. But right. then at the very end. Before you say yeah. that, I just want to say one thing that was cool about the end credit scene. Yeah, they had their signature. Oh, yes, that was yes. so awesome. All the main yes. Avengers. Yeah, yeah Black had, Widow and all. Like, that was signing off. That was tight. That, that was really was awesome. cool. I like yeah. how they right. That was also emotional, actually. Yeah, it you was. Know, a it was lot like, of people A lot of people started, like, I could hear people bawling when they saw, like, Tony Stark's name start being, like, scripted on the, the screen. That was, yeah, because like, he got final billing as as he deserved, but then certainly. At, at the very end of the credits, if you, if you pay attention... Um, what to some might sound like uh, just bells kind of being told. If you really pay close attention, what you hear is someone hammering down iron. And to me, that's kind of that's kind of a way of Marvel saying that Iron Man will be back in one way or another. Or at the very least an homage to yeah. how much he meant. Or it could be Morgan. <laughs> It could be a. It could be a I don't know, man. Torch. I don't it know. I don't know. I think there has to be a Tony Stark. You know, I think it's uh people understand that like it's like like it's like Batman. Like you know, there has to be a Bruce Wayne. You know, it can't be like someone else that takes over the cow. It has to be Bruce Wayne. Maybe a different iteration or something like that. But I think this is their way of saying like, you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark will be back because that's that return. like the Tony Stark's like big thing. What made him popular. Or what made him like the man is when he goes into hardware mode. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When he's getting gritty, he's like building something from scratch. Mm -hmm. You know? That sounded. And I think that that's what it is, you know? So, in my defense, though, here's how I think about it. So, I don't, this won't have any connection at all. But if I were to thread this together, there was a moment with Happy and Morgan, right? Mm -hmm. And. Mm -hmm. They had that whole thing where, I'll get you anything you want. Are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I want cheeseburgers. Oh, you know, your dad liked cheeseburgers too. She's basically going to, she's already exhibiting some of his mannerisms. She will most definitely be like him. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm keeping that in mind, when I hear that, is it too far of a stretch to say that she might be doing the hammering? Because she's going to be so much like him. Not necessarily. No, I, don't I think it's so. too soon to say that, yeah. but 
I, at the very least, I, I would still say that there are some hints that even if she doesn't become Iron Man, she might become a superhero in the same vein mm-hmm. as Iron Man. Yeah. Um, you, you maybe what is it? Iron Iron Lad, right? Iron Lad's a thing. Even though he's not a lad, he gets young you Avengers. Good, like, Iron Lass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can go Young Avengers. You have yeah. You have at least two that you can do. Well, actually three, because if you think about it, you got Cassie, mm-hmm. Cassie Lang. Oh. You have Morgan Stark. Morgan Stark. Whatever, whatever. Um, it's not Kate Bishop, but Hawkeye's daughter. Yeah. So you have three. But you know what though? Like three I, young, yeah, children but, that could I be would, superheroes. I wouldn't yeah. want to see them like just kind of like stretch the characters that were created in this saga just for the sake of stretching. Mm-hmm. I think that like this next phase is kind of like a oh, bit yeah. of a lull. They continue with some properties that have to do with this saga but mm-hmm. when they restart a new saga i feel like they need to just reintroduce whatever they're going to reintroduce that's what you know, gonna they're going to do if they're mm-hmm. going to start a brand new saga in, in in five years or whatever it is then that should be like the you know a reboot you know there's nothing wrong with rebooting you know properties in 20 years time, yeah that's you when know? you have stuff like secret wars yeah and exactly. things like that where yeah. like the the yeah. universe ending events happen yeah and you introduce I mean, a new all right, man. You introduce a new Captain America if you have to. Yeah. If they're part of the story, yeah. I mean, you have to. You just absolutely you know? do. Yeah. Uh, you're not gonna like throw away the, the 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 Tony Stark, you know, name, you know, just because we don't have Robert Downey Jr. Even though he will be infinitely the one and only Tony Stark. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know anybody um, else who could who could fill right that role now, right now. Right know? now, you know, they haven't been so. born yet. Anyway, they are. <laughs> so I think uh, that that brings us to our end game now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that basically no. brings us to the end. Meaty, meaty podcast. <laughs> what we uh, what we were talking about before the future and what it holds, you know? Because I know you and I, we had the same thought. How in the world does Far From Home fit into this thing? You know what, though, like. Frankly, I think that that is almost a topic for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. How for, could a few, we, for a future. How podcast. could we even begin to talk about where this is going to go? How are yeah, we going to begin to to predict crazy. the next ten years of movies in this moment? I say that mm-hmm. let's let's save that for a future podcast. Let let's let all of this kind of like we haven't so even much. finished digesting ourselves. Yeah. yeah, you know, let's let the public digest. Yeah. Let's get the discussion out there and then figure out where the future of MCU so we lies. Definitely, we definitely are going to do this again. Yeah, I, I only, and I only want to make this point in agreement with what he said because I feel like if they do introduce these main characters, it'll be after this next saga. Yeah, but at the very same time, you 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 have to understand in my eyes again. When you look at the biggest sagas in the comic books, they're all universe ending. And what could be bigger than guys snapping away half the universe, destroying it? What yeah. else could be bigger or worse than that? Well, so I feel like that's where you I'm get to sure with the next there saga. Are there are things, no, yes, of course. I mean, destroying you know, the multiverse, you know, whatever. There's, well, but like, that's the next big step. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's, he's yeah, but even Galactus, like, he's, he's going to eat like one planet at a yeah, time. That's true. That's you know, true. he does it impartially. Like, oh, there's a planet. Let me. Oh, yeah, so he's just hungry. He'll probably be angry in this next in this next phase. In my in my opinion, in this I, next I think so too. I mean, I'd like to see them kind of like flesh him out a little bit more, like how Thanos was a little bit more fleshed out in this one. I think mm-hmm. you know because they could have totally just done the angle of like, oh, well, he's doing this for love. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you know, but like that would be that. That's not deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the comics, it works, but in this, it yeah, would be like like if it's Galactus, it's got to be for something more, something more along the lines of Thanos, something more dire. Please don't do know? it the way they did in Rise of the Silver Surfer. What well, movie? I don't. I, I like, that doesn't exist in my time. Thank you. That doesn't exist in my time. That was that was pure crap. I, I want to see. I just want to see Galactus's origin because I think it's one of the coolest origins in yeah. comics. The universe collapses on you and you basically absorb it in the start of the new universe that's crazy like yeah, that's like go that way yeah that's crazy like and you, you know you don't you don't you don't have even have to have this universe get destroyed yeah. by that you could have his backstory starting with that millions of years in the past or something like that yeah. but you know again this is why this is why getting into this is going to be crazy yeah. just if we do just a closing point you know what would be interesting remember how rocket was talking about all this cosmic unseen cosmic energy being like completely like just out there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this would be the best origin story, but what if it kind of trickles in Galactus? It's possible. It's certainly possible. That works. Because, like, you think about it, destroying the Infinity Stones with the Infinity Stones, that's a high-tier cosmic event. I mean, there's there's all kinds of time travel and other stuff that they did that could find a way to lead to to add that into this. But I mean, I would like that. I think we're all excited to hopefully see Galactus in this next in this next saga. All right, guys, we want to thank you for joining us for a podcast that uh, ended up being almost as long and detailed as the movie itself. Uh, we want to thank you for listening in on all of our all of our analysis of the. Biggest movie event of the year until December, Avengers Endgame. Well, until December. Well, I guess we'll see, right? Because December we got another big wrap up coming. But that's not what this conversation is about. That's not what this is about. Guys out there, we want to thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for joining us on Pop Culture Over Pizza. As always, we would like for you to like, share, and subscribe. Give us some feedback on what you thought about this podcast. Give us some information on what you think the future of the MCU will be. If we missed any Easter eggs, give us a reminder. Uh, we want to know if you spotted anything that we didn't. Let me know if you guys saw Mistress Death because that's really personal to me, man. I really thought that was Mistress Death over there. And again, know, it might have just been know, a throwaway. Man. It might have totally been a throwaway, but that's what I saw in that moment. Uh, so like, share, and subscribe. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pop Culture Podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Check us out over there. As always, from the Pop Culture Over Pizza crew, I am Jose. This is Elias. What Gucci fam? Uh, later, people. This is Walt. Metatron bidding the adieu. Except Balrog, I got an open bar to attend in two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolfie, I'm out. Thanks once again, guys, for joining us for this breakdown of Avengers Endgame. And as always, all y'all out there, stay geeky, my friends. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.